Mr. Venice, my friend, whom I have known for many, many years. And we go way back. It's good when somebody can remember you way back when. Amen. That's what he was saying to me this morning. Because he remember things about my past that it took the Lord to change. And he's been on this journey. He's a seasoned man. He's been on this journey a mighty long time. And I have the utmost respect for him. And I remember uh, just before I go into the message this morning that when I was uh, in my younger days, in my early teens, I would go over to his house quite a bit because his brother and I were musicians and we used to travel around and go places. And I would say to his brother, Derek, I would say, where's Tracy at? He'd come out of his room. He wouldn't say a word. He just passed by, hello. And I thought, Many years later, the Lord kept him quiet for a reason because he has a lot to say now. <laughs> I mean, he is a dynamite preacher. <laughs> he is a dynamite preacher. And I love him so much, we are just like brothers. And I just wanted to share that because I remember his mother used to treat me so nice. She was a sweet woman. She would treat me so nice when I went to the house. and. Uh, but Trace, he was just the most quietest person in the house I ever seen in my life. But God was preparing to use him at a later date. <laughs> I bring you greetings this morning from the Golden Leaf Baptist Church, where my pastor is, Dr. Carl P. Atkins. And I would ask that you would keep our church family in your prayers. Uh, pastor Atkins lost his wife this week. And um, he's a very known, uh, renowned preacher uh, in Cincinnati, and he's also uh, one of the founders of Temple Bible Baptist College. And a lot of ministers have come up under Pastor Atkins. And I thank God that uh, I've had the opportunity that he has put him in my life as well. But his, his wife has stood by him, his side many, many years, and she's such a sweet person too. So. We know that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And when your faith is founded upon that rock, that solid rock, we're all going to make that transition one day because all of our names have a reservation out there in the cemetery. But that's not the end because Jesus has went to prepare a place for a prepared people. So we ask that you will keep us in prayer this week um, as we celebrate her home going next Saturday. I would that you will this morning go with me to Mark, the Gospel of Mark, chapter number five. According to theologians, Mark is among the first of the Gospel writers. And his overall theme is that the Son of Man came not to be ministered to, but to minister and to give his life as a ransom. And in the Gospel of Mark, he uses a conjunction word at the beginning of most of all of his chapters, and that is the continuous word of and. He keeps his writers following his continuity of thought by using the word and. And he uses the word straightway which means immediately he's showing us 
a Jesus on the move. So we want to look at this particular chapter this morning, Mark chapter number five, and I would like to begin reading at the first verse. And they came over unto the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes, or the Genesarens. And when he was come up out of a ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwellings among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains because he had often been bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder and the fetters broken into pieces. Neither could any man tame him. Always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshiped him and cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. You may be seated. And we would like to use this morning for a sermon subject. There is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. There is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. First of all, this morning, I would like to put your mind within the context of what's happening here by using chapter 4, verse 35. And Jesus said, let us go over unto the other side. It's very interesting now that Jesus had just dismissed a multitude of people. He had just given the benediction. And he instructs his disciples to get into a ship and to let us go to the other side. Jesus now is about to, look, to go into a non-Jewish nation. For the Gadarenes were considered the Gentiles. It's very interesting that he's about to cross cultures because God is no respecter of persons. But yet I believe that within his omniscience, his omnipresence, he heard the voice of this man crying out deep within the wells of his soul to be free. Let us go over unto the other side. First of all, this morning, you have to understand that they were in a storm on the sea. And in this storm, these disciples who were skilled mariners began to fear. 
You see, their ship was taking on water. And this was in the evening time, so now it became very dark. And these mariners were fearful for their lives. One suggested that, where is the master at a time like this? And Jesus was asleep in the hinder part of the ship. Master, does thou not care that we perish? Jesus comes up after being asleep on the pillow, speaks to the storms of our lives, and says, peace, be still. And then they began to wonder, what manner of man is this that even the storms and the waves obey? As they continue on their journey, they come into this country of the Gadarenes and come up upon the shores, and there met him in the dark of the night, a man with an unclean spirit. First of all, you have to understand, too, that the Jews had no dealings with swines because pigs were considered unclean. They did not eat the baby back ribs. They did not have sausage and eggs for breakfast. They did not have pork chop, nor the ham. But this man, too, was unclean. And he fell at Jesus' feet and worshiped him. Jesus said in John 6, that no man cometh unto me except the Father which sent me draws him. You'll recall that in the first chapter of Job, when all the sons were called together, Satan had to show up too. You remember in Matthew 16, as Jesus stood along the coast of Philippi and said, Upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The gates means that something can go in and something can go out. So you have to understand, my brothers and sisters, this morning, that unclean spirits have power to go in and go out and to go to and fro. The monstrosities that we see in the news every day. The killings that are going on every day. We have to realize that these are unclean spirits. First of all, this morning, we want to understand the enemy's attacks. Is there anyone in here this morning that is going through some attacks? You don't have to wonder why the enemy is attacking us. The Gospel of John tells us in John 10.10 10, that the enemy comes to kill, steal, and to destroy. The desire of the enemy is to steal 
our identity. And it is to kill our authority. And it is to detour or destroy God's purpose for our lives. Can I say it again? The desire of the enemy is to steal our identity. And it is to kill our authority. And it is to detour and destroy God's purpose for our lives. There's a philosophical quote that I would like to quote right here, and it says that there are two important days that you should remember in your life. The day you were born and the day you found out what your purpose was. And if we all have made some mistakes in our lives, but the problem is forgetting who you are in the midst of your mistakes. You remember Peter denied Jesus three times, and it really doesn't get any worse than this. But Jesus refused to characterize Peter by his mistakes, but rather he characterizes him by the condition in his heart. He simply said to Peter, do thou lovest me more than these, then feed my sheep. Is there anyone here this morning, you know that you've made some mistakes in your life, but deep, deep, deep down inside your heart, you know that you really love the Lord? So whatever you go through, don't lose your identity. And then the enemy comes to kill our authority. We all know this morning that we have been bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. And we all have kingdom authority. And no matter what you go through, no matter what you have been diagnosed with, we have to know and understand that according to Philippians 2, 9 through 11, wherefore God had highly exalted his name and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of things in heaven and things in the earth and things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The question now becomes, what do we do with our illnesses? And the answer to the problem is that if your illness has a name, it has to bow down at the name of Jesus. Can I get a witness in here? Y'all don't want to hear me this morning. Cancer has to act right. Blood pressure has to come down. Diabetes got to give it up. Dialysis has to quit. Because it has a name, it has to bow down at the name of Jesus because there's power in that name. Power to make you walk right. Power to make you talk right. It's something about that name that demons tremble. The spirit of depression has to fall off at that name. I didn't say a higher power. I didn't say the man upstairs because his name might be Leroy and you might be living in an apartment. Touch your neighbor and say, I'm shouting Jesus. 
And then he comes to detour and destroy our purpose and our destiny. But I want you to notice something this morning, that in verse number 19, after Jesus had delivered him, he told him to go home to his family and to his friends. You see, the whole time he was living in the tombs, he could have been at home with his family. Go home to your family and tell them what good things the Lord had done for you. Who in their right minds would want to live in a graveyard when they have a home to go home to? I told you the devil comes to detour and to distract us. Although the Bible does not give this man's name, and you can coordinate the scriptures with Matthew and Luke because they both give the same incident, but one was being more boisterous than the other. This man was somebody's father. This man was somebody's husband. This man was somebody's son, and this man was somebody's brother. He couldn't enjoy peace. He couldn't enjoy his family, but he chose to hang out in a dead place. The enemy wants to keep him in isolation. The enemy has stolen his peace, and the enemy had killed off his relationship with his family. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I see something here, too. Because we see what addictions can do to our families. When our families get disrupted because of the addiction of one of our family members and they become isolated and they become disconnected with our families. The enemy was destroying his destiny because like I said, this man had a call on his life. Go home and tell everyone what good things the Lord has done for you. Maybe the enemy knows the potential and the purpose that the Lord has on your life. Uh, can I preach it this way? Anyone who is greatly anointed by God is going to go through some great adversities. Sometimes you have to understand what God has for you, and sometimes you have to understand what you have to go through in order to get it. Uh, the Bible tells us in Psalms 23, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because the Lord is with me. And then it goes on to say, He anointeth my head with oil and my cup runneth over. Listen, you don't get the anointing until you first go through the valley. And there are some folk that need to understand this morning the anointing that you're that you have on your life, the enemy knows what you have to go through in order to get it. Can I preach it this way? The greater the attack, the more the Lord is going to put on your table. As a matter of fact, you need to stop and thank God for all your enemies. As a matter of fact, when you leave here this morning, stop by the store, get you some stationery, get you some thank you letters, and write to your enemies, thank you. I appreciate you lying on me. I appreciate you talking about me. I appreciate you walking out on me and leaving me because all you did was add to my anointing. Touch your neighbor this morning and say, Yo, the enemy is helping you. Because if there was anyone that loved Jesus, it was Peter. You remember as I alluded to earlier uh, in Matthew 16, 
when Jesus said, the Son of Man must go down into Jerusalem and be betrayed. And Peter stood there and said, oh, no, Lord, be that far from thee. I'm not going to let anything happen to you. Jesus looked at Peter and said, get thee behind me, Satan. And then all of a sudden, he's in the Garden of Gethsemane. And Judas, that betrayer, that trickster, walks up and kisses Jesus on the cheek. And Jesus says, hello, friend. Seems like to me he's got it confused. He's calling his friend a devil, but he's calling his enemy friend. But you got to understand that Peter was stopping him from going to cross, to the cross. And you got to understand that Judas was helping him get to the place of his purpose. Betrayed him for 30 pieces of silver. If he had to stop Jesus from going to the cross, he would have prevented him from being in the place of his purpose. And you got to be careful about what people say to you when it comes to your destiny. Nobody ought to know your destiny but you and God. You see, Judas couldn't stand him. Betrayed him for 30 pieces of silver. But God was using him to, to get Jesus to the place of his purpose. And there's some folk in here, when you came in here today, they were rolling their eyes. But you ought to stop and thank God because all they're doing is helping you to get to the place of your purpose. I know this may sound a little crazy, but I don't want you to praise God for that new house. I don't want you to praise God for that new car, but rather I want you to praise God for your enemies because all they were doing was helping you to get to the place of your purpose. Praise God for everybody that left you. Praise God for everybody that walked out on you. Praise God that everybody said that you wouldn't amount to anything because all they were doing was helping you to get to the place of your purpose. And you know, some people had to struggle because their own fathers didn't want to be a part of their lives. Until one day I discovered some fathers were permitted to carry the seed, but they weren't allowed to nurture the seed because had they remained in your life, they would have contaminated you and kept you from the place of your purpose. So God took them out before they messed you up and you would have ended up just like them. Touch your neighbor and say your enemy is helping you this morning. A lot of us in here been through a lot of stuff in our lives. But you still got joy. You still got real praise. All the hell you've been going through, the hell on your job, the hell in your marriage, you can still stand up and praise, your, and praise God and raise your hands. Folk around you don't understand what you've been through. Look behind you. They staring at you right now. I've been through too much not to praise him. I've been through too much not to have joy.
They think you're praising God because your bills are paid. They think you're praising God because their kids are doing well in school. But what they don't know is all the hell you had to go through to get where you had to be. I can see this man. The main goal of the enemy is to distract us. You remember when Adam sinned and he lost his identity? The Lord said, Adam, where are you? The question is this morning, where are you? Instead of living in prosperity, you living in poverty. Instead of living in sickness, you're not living healthy. Where are you this morning? I can see this man being isolated. And nobody cares what I'm going through. Nobody knows what I've been through. But deep, deep down inside, the Lord heard his cry. I know the Lord will come and see about me. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know all the hell I had to go through to be here this morning. He looked beyond my faults and he came and saw about me. See, chains being broken this morning. Chains of addiction. Chains of alcoholism. Everything you don't want, the, the enemy is going to give it to you. There's power to break every chain. But we want to give you this opportunity this morning. If you're not in the place of your purpose to receive Jesus, if you may be here, this may not be the church of your choice. You might want to come on Christian experience by letter or candidate for baptism. We want to give you that opportunity. Would you come?